Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit brumradio.com. And welcome to the Dreamfest podcast, the show where my special guests will be curating their perfect festival lineup, cherry picking their dream artists and plonking them in some prearranged slots with the use of a handy dandy time machine. I know the modern technology, it's absurd, but it's also a lot of fun. Having fun with his perfect lineup this week is a singer, songwriter, and general audio aficionado. It is one half of the Gorsley Lee Street Choir. It is, of course, Mr. Michael Clapham. Uh, we recorded this podcast in mid October when the band's third single had just been released, and Michael's in very chipper mood. Uh, as chipper mood as when I first met him a couple of months earlier when he uh, guested on my radio show. Uh, you may notice a little pattern emerging with the uh, direct correlation between my radio show and this podcast. The Venn diagram is just one big circle at the moment. But I I am hoping to book that trend very soon. Look out for details on my next guests coming up. Um, I'll be back at the end with some handy-dandy links for you all to follow and show your support for various things. But first, before all that, let's strap in and enjoy the Dreamfest podcast with Michael Clapham from the Gorsley Lee Street Choir. <laughs> I've had a chest infection, so we need to probably won't be able to talk as much as usual. Oh, really? <laughs> That's going to make for a very dull podcast. No, I will. I will. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> Hello, Michael. Good morning, Pete. How are we? Um, all right. Please come in to my Dreamfest HQ. Oh, please I'm here. take seats into the planning office here. I'll just leave the uh, leave leave the Winnebago outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you mentioned you got a chest infection. Eh? Apart from that, are you doing okay? Yeah, everything's uh, really good. Thank you, my friend. It's uh, it's a it's a very busy time, both uh, musically and personally. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, um, this morning we've just come off the back of uh, having a, a debut play of uh, the British Isles on. Uh, can I say BBC Six Music? Well, you can. I suppose. I mean, we can my bleep. second favourite oh, radio station. I'll bleep it out. Yeah. <laughs> Beep, beep. You see, um, the the wonderful Mr. Chris Hawkins, who who has also been showing us some uh, favorability, and, and, and was going to play um, Lions uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, until we were upsurped by the new Nick Cave album. Oh, that old chestnut. Yeah, I, I know. I mean, you know, he's he's done a few good things, hasn't he, in his time? One or two, uh, yeah, one or two. <laughs> one of my faves, but um, yeah. So uh, and and then. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we'd, we'd finished this track, The British Isles, which uh, resonates um, with ourselves and, and now seems to be picking up some uh, some airplay locally. And then this, the, the first national play as well, so which is uh, kind of kind of fantastic, really. Yeah, you know? it's good news. After all these years of doing nothing <laughs> <laughs> and trying for many years before that to get people to listen. Yeah. Then you come to a point in life, uh, the, the the tender tender age, the average age of the of, of the Gorstilly Street Choir of myself and Russ is fifty one years old. Yeah, he's a bit of an old boy, you know, and, and I'm the young whippersnapper You're of forty nine. <laughs> uh, so to actually record um, a track in our garage, mm. then take it to our our beautiful friend Mr. Gavin Monaghan, and for for us to kind of uh, 
edit it and chisel it and, and put it into a, a, a respective form um, that we were happy with um, and then send it off was, uh, was, was like an amazing thing. And uh, I think there's just been a little bit of uh, momentum um, building and... and you know, for, for for us guys, it's just kind of it's 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 a lovely thing. And we, you know, when we got together two and a half, three years ago, the thing was just to just to play music together, just to play our favourite songs from our childhood together. And and then obviously there was a there was a seed of creation, and uh, and, then, and that's kind of bloomed into a I suppose a little a little bush that we're tending to at the moment. <laughs> We're hoping one day it might might blossom into a, yeah. a full old tree, and we can all feed off it. We, yeah, but I mean, I mean, the thing is, the, the songs are from a, a, a from a heartfelt place, and um, you know, you have a lot of experiences in life, and uh, it's definitely a point where where we aren't chasing anything. Mm. Uh, and I, and I think looking back, as you can do when you when you're forty nine and you look back at your sort of twenties and. The thing that you really wanted to do, I mean, we both really wanted to kind of play in bands and be whatever a professional band is. Mm. And, and and you're just kind of quite, uh, you know, the whole folly of youth, the arrogance of youth. And uh, and you end up chasing a scene and you chase another scene and then you change your band name and then blah de blah and Have you, you had many band name changes? Uh, what are some of the... Best band names you've had? Well, one of the worst names we had, which we never went past. uh, Yeah, when I say best, I mean worst, really. Crimson Pain. Oh. Oh, God, it sounds painful. It sounded like a terrible kind of goth type band. Doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, uh, But the main main band that that I was in myself was uh, a band called The Great Divide. Mm. That's a better name. Yeah, we had quite a bit of of, um, sort of local success and we had a. You know, we, we, we ended up playing at, um, there was a music forum called In The City in Manchester, which we did for kind of like three years running. We were, we were like one of the best 100 unsigned bands for three years. But I think we deteriorated over that period. Yeah, Russ, Russ was in, he, the first band that he was in that I ever saw him in was a, was a band called Soul Exit. And they were, they were a fantastic band. I mean, I was 15 and that's how the whole Gorsty Lee story started really with, uh, with me taking a, a tape cassette around to his house as a little 15-year-old. He was 19. And yeah, we, you basically stalked him, didn't you, Mike? I did, yeah. Uh, uh, could, could have come to your gig in Manchester, mate. <laughs> oh, you're that weird kid that, like, started following us. But, I mean, they, uh, I say, they, they, they played some really, really cool gigs and uh, they played, uh, they did a couple of supports with King, who you obviously yeah, had that yeah. big Love and Pride hit. Yeah, I love that song. Great, great tune. And... Uh, and then as, as things happen, you know, bands fragment, uh, whether it's kind of inter, inter-relationships, whether it's kind of people moving on, uh, you know, having families, uh, just getting better jobs, just growing apart, you know. Um, but me and Russ always, always kept in touch. And then, and then, you know, 33 years later, we're actually writing and creating for the first time. Mm. Which uh, And we had this kind of conversation, you know, we've always, always had this kind of... The, the mutual ad- admiration for each other. But we kind of had this conversation because there was another uh, really prominent person within the kind of the, the Burntwood music scene, should I say. There was a guy called Andy Wills who uh, used to have a like a little eight-track eight studio up, up on the chase called the Hit Pit. And he recorded loads of stuff and, and he had like bands doing like peel sessions and stuff like that. And, and uh, Andy kind of... Uh, First uh, showed me kind of things like Gang of Four, Patti Smith, yeah. 
uh, Lou Reed, and uh, we were both big sort of uh, Leiden fans, like public image fans. So I kind of at one point. I went round to Russ's house and we sort of like one one Sunday morning, I think we kind of, he had a little Fostex four track and we recorded this track, but we can never play it to anybody because of interband relationships. Yeah. It probably exists somewhere on the tape. Uh, but then at another point I went up to Andy's studio and me and Andy recorded uh, a, a couple of songs together. One was just like, kind of like can meets public image. I remember lying on the floor with my head stuck in a, in a bass bin in a in a, in a in a bass drum, sorry, and the and, and the track was called Pooh Bear Pajamas, and the the lyrics were I got my head stuck in a bass bin, I've got my head stuck in a bass bin, kind of in a in a Leiden rant. But so you did, literally went and put your head in a bass. I actually just put my hair. Uh, so is that life imitating art? Uh, I, I don't know. Around? It was just there was and there was there, there was no alcohol, there was no drugs, there was nothing involved. It was just <laughs> just bins, the, just just bins. <laughs> the pure the pure love of music. Um, but we also did this other track together, and it was kind of like a, a sort of a, a, a bunny men, like an Echo and a bunny men type tune. Mm. And Russ had heard this, and Russ was quite jealous as well. And he was like, "I always wanted to work with you," and I was like, "Well, I always wanted to work with you," type thing. Aww. So it took thirty three years to the, to the stars to align. They should make a film. <laughs> I've got to stop. I've got to stop telling the story because it's like <laughs> it's a great story. My, my, my girlfriend swears by it. She falls asleep to it every it's night. Taylor's old time, Mike. <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk live music then. Mm. Um, do you get to do you get to go and see much live music at the moment? Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, you do. I mean, when I can, um, and we we are um, with with uh, Gavin at the Magic Garden, where we're kind of. Uh, we go there like once a month just as uh, as, as, as therapy. <laughs> and there's the two studios there. So we're kind of always bumping into kind of some of the young bands that are on the circuit. Uh, yeah. Paperboys were in last time we were, were recording. And, and Chris came in and actually listened to one of the tracks that we haven't released yet. Uh, so so he actually came in. And, and I kind of, I, I, I love the local scene. Um, what's, the, what's the last gig you went to, do you remember? Oh God! Can I can I check back? <laughs> if you want, is it that long ago? <laughs> no, no. I went to um, there was a, a music. Against... Was it embarrassing? No, no. Um, I can't, do you know what? My 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 brain is terrible, isn't it? Did you go and see Bucks Fizz? Who did I go and see this week? <laughs> this is really awful. Now, uh, locally, I went to see uh, there was a music against homelessness. Yes, um, which uh, uh, Kirk, who who manages uh, Pagans, put on. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the Novus played. Um, there's uh, the Lizards as well. Yes, no, the Liam. Lizards, yeah. There's uh, Liam, Liam and his buddies. Liam's also one of the uh, junior engineers at Magic Garden as well. Oh, is he? Uh, um, and um, I, t- I went down to one of the um, uh, BMA showcase nights actually. Yeah. And uh, saw Earth is flat. Yes. Oh, amazing. Uh, I played some on, the, on my on my yeah. radio show. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, E E I F. E I F. I kept thinking, it's something about the Earth being flat. The flat Earth. Now that was like Thomas Dolby, and, and then uh, <laughs> some of my friends who uh, who uh, Nick and Matt who who uh, own Giraffe Audio there. Yeah, big mates with the guys. I, I mean, national bands coming up. I, I went to see Good, Bad, and the Queen a couple of months ago. Okay. Um, never, never really took to them. I'll oh, be honest. Love them. Well, them. well, in my in my illustrious past, mm. if we're digging deep, um, I uh, used to 
sell swag for Blur. Did you know for uh, for for a couple of UK tours? So mm. so before Park Life and 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 post Park Life, yeah, I worked with the guys for about um, three years, and uh, still still kind of have links. One of my good friends, Stuart, is kind of Damon's right hand man. Yeah. So uh, so so yeah, it's uh, yeah, good band the Queen, but it's Paul Simon and out the Clash as well, and, and obviously we have. You know, we have big maybe, love. Maybe we're getting some clues as to uh, for the, for, you're be putting onto your, for the clash uh, to your festival. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> so what's the best gig you've ever been to? There's um, a bit of a bonus question here. What's the best? What's the best gig you've ever been to? Kate Bush. Okay, was that the reunion? Yeah, thing? yeah, yeah. Event in Apollo, I think it was. Uh, re- reunite with yourself, yeah. but yeah, oh, she, re- back. she reunited yeah. herself. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's some amazing gigs over the years. Uh, I remember as a as a 16 year old, the day before my GCSE exams, going to see Talk Talk uh, with my dad, uh, Colour of Spring tour. Yeah, like day a, before your exams. The day before my uh, my exams. Yeah. Okay. And how uh, did that turn out? <laughs> pretty good, actually. Yeah, yeah I, okay. I did all right. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Talk Talk. <laughs> um, that whole kind of. The instrumentation that they had there with kind of two percussion players, uh, big big kind of uh, keyboard sort of uh, sounds. But then you got guys in the band like David Rhodes who played with Peter Gabriel and, and well still plays with Peter Gabriel and uh, Japan like David Sylvian and stuff like that. Guitar wise, just incredible. Mark Hollis just such a amazing vocalist, and that was like the last tour that they ever did. Mm. So that is kind of a little bit of a clue Ooh, to okay. one of my selections. Okay. Um, so, Michael, we are here to curate your dream festival lineup. Here so you can are. pick whomever you want. They can be alive. Uh, they can be no longer with us. You can literally cherry pick any artist or band or musical figure from the history of time. Yes, it's basically the same as Bill wow. and Ted. Wow. Except you're not getting graded on it. <laughs> um, but one thing I did forget to mention mm. is that you get to choose the form of your time machine. Oh. You get to travel however you like. <laughs> what would you like to travel in? Oh, that's that's a hot air balloon. A hot air balloon. <laughs> like, uh, what's your name? Phileas Fogg. Phileas Fogg, yeah. <laughs> 80 years around the world. Or what, what <laughs> 80 days. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's just a skeleton by the time we've finished. <laughs> or, or it would be, uh, oh, I can only have one, yeah. We'll just stick to the one. Just just the one hot air balloon. Yeah. Oh, can I, can I have two forms of transport? Uh, we got you got to get there and back, I suppose. <laughs> Twenty thousand leagues under the sea, Jules Verne. Oh, submarine type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, so we'd we'd have submarine, <laughs> <laughs> hot air balloon on the way there. Yeah, submarine on the way back, and dropped straight down into the submarine. Yeah. Bang. There's no point using the roads, is there? I mean, uh, I, know it's, I suppose not. It's a time machine and stuff. You, I suppose you're skipping all the traffic, can't you? Yeah, because everyone just piles out, don't they? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> up periscope. Yeah. <laughs> So I've um, I've taken the liberty of um, organising the slots for oh, the festival. Okay. Uh, so all you need to do is fill them in. So mm. I'm going to go through them, and you can tell me who would be perfect for of you. Of course. Yeah. So the festival is a day long festival. Yep. Uh, and access. Where is it, Pete? Where, where's it? Where's it's it? wherever you want it to be. Oh, okay. Wow. It's on a another level. It's on an astral plane. Somewhere. Yeah. Well, the time machine, you know, <laughs> it's poor writing, really, but it's a it's a good loophole to go. <laughs> So, um, so it's, it opens the day before, and there's some there's some bars open and whatever, and that sort of thing. And you get to have a few beers and and, and talk to, to to your fellow festival goers about yeah, what's coming yeah. up. Uh, 
drinker, do you like to have a little tipple? What would you What would you be drinking if you? Oh, I do. I do like a pale ale. I've pale got, ale. I've got, I've got to say, um, you've got the look of a pale ale, man. I must say, Longhorn <laughs> Longhorn IPA. <laughs> Not wanting. Well, I'm, I'm keeping it kind of local as well. Yeah. You know, with uh, purity. Yeah. That's a good one. Well, yeah, I like purity. That's, yeah. that's, that, that, that's a good one. The old uh, the old Longhorn. So yeah, I think a couple of pints of that. A few of that. And then um, we might go on to a bit of. Argentinian Malbec or something. Oh, okay. You know, once, once we've filled the girth, is it is it wine then beer? You're not supposed to have, or beer then wine. Uh, isn't I, there, there's a little like rhyme, isn't there, to go yeah, with that? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, let's let's just let's just cut to the chase. It. Let's just go for it. Well, <laughs> fortunately, <clears throat> excuse me. So the next morning, the festival starts, uh, and there's some music to wake you up. Yeah. Um, in fact, they're right outside your tent. Oh, yeah. So who's your wake up call? Um, it would have to be um, Nina Simone. Good answer. Here comes the sun. Ah, oh. the George Harrison. Here comes the sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what an amazing, probably my uh, favorite female vocalist of all time. Yeah, who transcends you know genres and and you look at her kind of background as being a child prodigy, piano player, and stuff like that, and and, and the more over the years that I've kind of immersed myself into kind of her stuff. Mm. Uh, it's just, it's just, it's just visceral. It's beautiful. Yeah. Cause but she wanted to be a concert pianist, didn't she? She did. Yeah. 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 Very she went awesome. to Juilliard, I think it was yeah. in New York or I might get some of these over the, think, year, over the years, the facts get kind of, yeah. Uh, and I think, I think that's right. I think she, yeah. well, she applied to get there or something. Like yeah. That. Yeah. And, and then, uh, you know, obviously, uh, she had to, um, sort of pay for her her education as well mm. so she became nina simone and started like a uh, like a jazz trio type thing yeah. and, and this is uh all amongst uh you know the civil rights time and stuff like that mm. but uh i think she's just kind of untouchable and you know if she's outside my tent first <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i mean that's just that that i mean i practically could go home do you know what i mean yeah i think we we could skip question two to eleven. Yeah. <laughs> well, I get the feeling though, if you didn't wake up immediately, she'd shout at you. Oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, <laughs> she'd she'd be she'd be a bit ranty. I mean, uh, I've seen some of the the documentaries, and she yeah. was she wasn't an, an easy person to. She was very forthright, wasn't she? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think I think I think a woman, uh, uh, a, a black lady living in in that world, for, you know, the fifties, sixties, what she was. The prejudice that she was up against, mm. um, but just amazingly talented. So I mean, I could, I could, if you know, it'd be here comes the sun, and then followed by you know, if I could have Nina for half hour, an hour. I don't know if she's going to play that long. She's not going to play that long. She'll give you. She well, is she going around all the other tents at this point? No, no, this is just yours. Just, <laughs> just yours. It's a special performance. You, yeah. you might get an encore. You might if you ask mm. really, really nicely. If she. Uh, Maybe maybe she could she could play me kind of cinnamon or, or work song or, nice. or, or uh, wild is the wind. I mean, it's still amazing. Even Bowie's version and yeah. kind of Billy McKenzie, the Associates, but but Nina all day long. Good answer. <laughs> so you've managed to wipe the sleep from your eyes, and yeah. you've dropped a couple of painkillers because you're a bit, a bit of a headache. <laughs> I didn't finish the whole bottle though. You didn't. I stuck a cork in it. There's <laughs> half a bottle left. Let's save that for later. It's good. <laughs> so you've had yourself a hearty breakfast as well. Oh yeah. The festival is about to start. Who is setting the tone 
who's putting out the festival vibes? Well, who's opening the show? Do you know what? We're 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 going White Album. We're going Beatles White Album. You're going for straight out of the blocks. You're going for the Beatles. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's mean, bold. And it's not going to be an album that they've ever played live. No, that's true. That's so true. so it's kind of. Um, I think I think there's this um, with with myself. I think uh, sometimes it's you know. You, you you have these bands that that resonate with you, and um, the Beatles for me like when I was when I was a, a kid we had like the Red and the Blue albums yeah, and uh, I I always went towards the the Blue album with yeah. the kind of the psychedelic yes. type type stuff on, and I think I was probably about thirteen fourteen something like that I remember and my dad sort of said to me uh, do, you, do you want a Beatles album, and I thought I'm just going White album. So the White Album was the first Beatles album that wow. I ever I ever owned. Yeah, and uh, it just blew my mind. Like thirty eight tracks of, <laughs> of 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 kind of, of of no sequence. Yeah, I mean it's all over the place, yeah, isn't it? It's yeah. you know from uh, and then you get things on there, you know, like kind of like Dear Prudence and uh, Happiness Is a Warm Gun and Cry Baby Cry. And so if 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 we could have a selection of the White Album mm. and. Uh, just again, they're kind of. I think for myself and 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 Russ in uh, in Gorsty Lee, we always there's certain bands that we always come back to. So you know, there's 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 definitely kind of the Clash, there's the Beatles, there's you know, there's 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 things like Nina Simone where we we have uh, certain artists that really kind of pull us together mm. and uh you know it could be a bit of buffalo springfield or you know like there's certain things where you hit you hit on a certain uh feeling for a for a song and we kind of like oh that's that's kind of got this got that yeah but um yeah the Beatles- of course you'll be doing a lot of people a, a favor because i mean so many people never got to saw the beatles live yeah and even the ones that did probably didn't hear i'm them. all heart mate that's me they didn't hear them so <laughs> <laughs> so you've gone you've gone you've gone you've gone in hard for your opener, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm this is kind of like um, the dream festival for me, really is about mainly sort of seeing people that I've never seen myself yeah. or seen them in that format, yeah. And uh, people who've left a you know, a, 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 a kind of a tattoo on my heart, do you know what I mean? Yeah, so well, I'm looking forward to the rest of your answers now. So, suddenly, some flyers appear with the promise of an exciting, previously unannounced set. Who's on the back of them flyers? Bob Marley, mate. Oh. <laughs> Holy. Redemption song. <laughs> wow. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Exodus, movement for the people. Just, um, again, I mean, I think neither of us would have would have seen this man. Yeah. You know, we only know of his legacy. Robert Esther Marley and, yeah. and everything that surrounds that as a as a as an artist. So um yeah, it's Marley. Marley and you. Maybe with the three eyes and you know, with the band. The original Whalers? Um well if Pete you, Tosh. Yeah, well if you had an amalgamation of original Whalers and then with the uh with the girls yeah. as well. Because that never happened, did it? Did he not? No, no. I think because Peter Tosh and Bunny Whaler had left by then. Did they? Okay. Yeah. And he had like Aston Family Man. And so, so there's kind of two versions of the Whalers. There's kind of the, <clears throat> the 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 pre sort of Island Records, 
Right. Um, I mean, people can always tell us differently, but I think it would be the 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 Marley Supergroup. Yeah. You know, but uh, that's a great answer. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Oh. <laughs> Just imagine everyone's faces when yeah. Bob Marley walks out. Yeah. Yeah. I just wonder how it'd start. Would it start with No Woman, No Cry, that melody, do you think? Mm, I don't know. Do you know what? I think um, I'm just I'm just thinking about it, and I, and I think they just they just kind of amble on. Yeah. And he'd stick his, <laughs> stick arm his in hand, the air. Ha- arm, up, arm up in the air. Yeah. Dreads are flowing. You just, just go in with I Shot the Sheriff, wouldn't you? I suppose so. Straight yeah. away. Uh, could you be love? Yeah. Bit of bit of ding, bit of kind ding, of ding, 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 bit of, ding, ding, bit of Moog ding, action ding, and a bit of you know bit of the the congas going and uh, amazing ding, ding, oh yeah I'm with you I want it, could I want, you be loved yeah I think that's the one isn't We're it down the front yep do it thank you Bob <laughs> <laughs> so obviously uh, you go and see Bob Marley mm. There's some stuff floating around in the crowd you don't know what it is yeah you know. Bob says come come back yeah. <laughs> And eventually, you need to tear yourself away from the music <laughs> and go and grab something to eat. Ah, uh, well, yeah. So, what what what's your favourite sort of festival grub? What, what's going to keep you going for the rest of the day? Uh, I'd, I'd probably have to have um, uh, um, a, a brand, a a a chain of steakhouse there. If that was a chain. Took myself in back to the Longhorns. A couple of Longhorns to start off with. I love you, really. <laughs> It's my festival, mate. I was, I was if, I wanna, if I want to bring a steakhouse, I'm bringing a steakhouse. <laughs> Everyone else is like, if that's gonna... really? Sta- you've, you've brought the farm with you as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the cow. <laughs> Just slice off while I want. Ride the rest home. It's, um, yeah, and then, sorry, sorry if that offends anybody, but, you know, it... Uh, uh, How do you, you have it cooked? Medium, medium rare. Medium rare. Yeah. Nice, a nice uh, Bordelais sauce. Bit of, bit of, you know, um, scallops, black pudding to start off with, or scallops kind of dish. <laughs> nice bit of, nice bit of onion loaf. Ah, oh, very nice. You know, um, just something that's going to take you through the rest of the day. I mean, yeah. we're, that, I'm not quite sure. We're, we're probably at about two o'clock in the afternoon here. Yeah. So we need something yeah, really high. I can't be doing any noodle doodle dishes or <laughs> you know. <laughs> Yeah, I get, falafel wrap. I, or I get a week on, yeah, you know I, mean? I always get disappointed with falafel wraps when, yeah. I, when I'm at festivals. I do, seriously, yeah. yeah. Um, I do like a falafel, but yeah. at festivals, they always disappoint me. Yeah. But um, anyway, so you're tucking in <coughs> into your steak. Uh, the rest of the uh, people there are looking at you horrified. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Blood dripping out your mouth. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> it's really terrible. And while, while you're tucking in and making a lot of noise doing it and disturbing everybody, uh, <laughs> a band... Well, some some people set, set up a stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm going to play uh, some music while you eat. Mm, a bit of like a, a, a what nice, would you like to hear nice while you're eating? Nice little bit of an acoustic vibe. Maybe. It's up to you. Um, I'm going to have to go. Um, one of my all-time favourite songwriters that wouldn't always be obvious to certain people. It, very obvious to me, but uh, uh, the man who is Prefab Sprout, Mr. Paddy McAloon. Wow. Playing acoustic selections from Steve McQueen, which he actually did like a... <laughs> That's so specific. He did, he did a CD. <laughs> there was like when they re-released it, I think it was either the 20th or the 20th anniversary or 25th or I don't know. But he he completely re-recorded about eight of the songs. Yeah. Uh, 
and it's absolutely incredible because mm-hmm. he can't play live anymore because of uh, some conditions he has. I think with like tinnitus and okay. So we're never going to see Paddy McAloon playing live again. Yeah, uh, and such a incredible songwriter, you know, in 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 just just amazing. I taught my uh, well, I introduced my kids to the King of Rock and Roll, oh. and they uh, not but, one of his better tunes. Well, but. No. His most commercially successful yeah. song. Everyone needs one of those. Ah, oh, yeah. And uh, Everybody needs a hot dog, jumping frog. And going to Albuquerque. Yeah. yeah. Um, my kids sing that back to me now. Yeah. So it's... Albuquerque. It's, it's great, but like, I mean, just on uh, on that album, on the Steve McQueen album, mm. there's tracks like uh, Bonnie, Moving the River, Appetite, obviously, When Love Breaks Down, which was kind of the big uh, hit that... Um, that was released about five times, I think, when it came out. There's yeah. this whole thing, and eventually it became a hit, and like a number one in Guatemala or something like that. Do you know what I mean? But um, yeah, Paddy McAloon, just incredible, incredible writer. Brilliant, yeah. brilliant. Okay, so you've you finished your eating finished. a steak and <laughs> watching Paddy McAloon. You've wiped the blood from your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you've told everyone else to get a life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so you're going to go and see uh, a local act now. Oh, um, it could be a legendary band. Yeah, it could be an established band or an up and coming band. You think should get some festival um, exposure? Yeah, who, who are you going to see? Well, it's 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 back to old school again, and I'm 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 sorry, sorry, all you young bands out there. <laughs> this is his festival. This is my festival. <laughs> you can play another time. Got to give me it. enough money. Yeah. Um, it's it's uh, Dex's Midnight Runners. But Dex it's the is first incarnation of Dex's Midnight Runners. It, it it keeps coming around. So it's searching for the young Soul Rebels. Soul Rebels, that, that era. Yeah, before we go all kind of dungarees and Eileen, dungarees which is, and fiddles, which is, and, which is brilliant yeah. within itself. But I think they had this. Um, there was this. There was this power. There was this. There was this resonance from kind of Kevin Rowland and uh, Al Archer at the time, where they wanted to be like. Uh, the Sex Pistols meets Northern Soul, mm. and 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 like with that brass section, with that passion, I've seen Dex's many times, like on uh, you know the, the Reformation and stuff like that, like mm. the last when when they toured the last couple of times, but I've never seen the Searching for the Young Soul Rebels. Yeah. And that to me would be just play the album, get in, get out. We've got we've got an album question coming up, so. I hope you've got an ultimate. Oh God, yes, of course. I mean, we'll, I mean, we'll get know, to that. But, they yeah. can play some B sides and stuff. But, <laughs> <laughs> but the, I mean, deluxe with, versions. And I stuff, mean, yeah. with Dexys, they used to play a load of like uh, Northern Soul type covers. So yeah, they'd be playing uh, kind of breaking down the walls of heartache. Seven days is too long. So mm. it's almost kind of like a like a like a soul review. Yeah. Um, but to me, that would be uh, that would be incredibly intense. Wonderful. Um, so next up. You can go for a little wonder. Oh yeah, me, le- me, me legs are aching. You go for, nah, you'll be all right. You need to get the blood flowing. Let's get the blood flowing. You've yeah, been stood there for too long. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. So you're gonna go for a little wonder, and you end up in a small tent with a capacity of about fifty. Who would you like to see up close and personal with a small audience? Jeff Buckley. Oh, my days. <laughs> wow, that's a good answer. Yeah. If just could, him, just him on his own. Just, just Jeff on his own. Yeah, yeah. like uh, how he used to play. Um, you know, his his uh, 
gig. So was it was it um, La Chine, the the Cine, or the, the the he used to play? It was at a place in New York. I might again. Facts facts elude me at this point, but there's mm. um, there's there's like cafe gigs that he used to do. Yeah, and uh, he would basically um, play some of his own songs. So he'd be playing a bit of Grace, but then he'd be playing kind of uh, favorite cover versions. So he'd be playing uh, Edith Piaf, uh, Nina Simone, uh, Led Zeppelin. You know, he'd do a bit of Smashing Pumpkins. He'd do. Yeah. Like um, and just voice of an of an angel. It really is, isn't it? Yeah, it's almost sickening. Yeah, you know the first. I mean, probably the really first is. time he would have played, you know, something like Hallelujah or something like that. Yeah. You'd be, if you were in that audience, you'd be, I'd, I'd be in floods. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I'd be like, wow. I can have an out of body experience listening to that. Yeah, yeah. To this day, it's. Uh, you, do you cry at music a lot, Mike? Shouldn't really uh, admit to that, should I? Of course you can. Yeah, I do. Of course yeah, you yeah. can. Yeah, it's 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 probably the most emotive force in my life. Yeah. Apart from love, obviously. You know, being and and and, and family and and uh, you know uh, that side of things. But there's something that really can touch you about music. Mm. You know, whether you're playing it, uh, watching it. You know, the uh, you know the, the hairs on the Back of your arms and the back of your neck and all, all that um, on the palms of your hand. <laughs> That's uh, it's only around a full moon. Got, but, um, so he's, got, he's got hairy palms. Okay. Yeah, but I think it's uh, it's 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 always been a been a constant for me in my life, and and music's been my little treehouse and yeah, my little my little stress ball and uh, your place where you go to where you know the trust tree where you feel you feel really good about stuff yeah. uh, and and. That's always worked for me. So, uh, yeah, I do I do shed some tears. Good. No, I'm glad to hear it. I really am. But, <laughs> but, I'm, but normally I'm a really strong... Of course you are. Alpha course you are. You're allowed to be that as well. You know me. <laughs> um, well, this might feed into the next question, actually, because we now come to the album question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you've already mentioned a couple of albums, the White Album and have, uh, yeah. the Search for the Soul Rebels. Yeah. So... Are we going to look at someone else for this? You get a full yeah, we, album. We performance. definitely are. So um, it's a it's it's a it's a band who were perceived to be the next Duran Duran when they were first signed to EMI Records. Wow, praise indeed. And at about nineteen eighty five, nineteen eighty six, they produced this album called. The Colour of Spring, but this isn't the album I'm going to talk about, actually. Okay. So the band, uh, or a band, Talk Talk. Talk and Talk. Recently, Mark Hollis uh, passed away. Yeah. Um, but after The Colour of Spring, they stopped touring. And then they went into the studio and they produced this album called The Spirit of Eden, which for a lot of people, a lot of musicians, is now just like a touchstone of how was that album made? Do you know what I mean? There's mm. a lot of space. There's, uh, and I'm, I'm going to put this out there because this is what Phil Brown, the, the, the producer, engineer, sort of said, that when the music plays, there's only ever four instruments in the mix Okay. with his voice. Yeah. So when, say, like the drums come in, something will drop out. So like a piano will drop out or a guitar will drop out. And, and Mark Hollis was really into... Um, the space and the dynamics of sound. So uh, he loved kind of Eric Sarte 
and mm. then and then like his favourite singers are kind of Marvin Gaye and you know and, should be as as it should be. Yeah. Um, so it's just an it's just an album and it's it's not it's only six tracks. It's forty five minutes. It's like a song cycle. Mm. The first track, the rainbow. God, it's just it's it's like it's like the sound of 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 the the earth awakening. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And and to me to to see that album uh, in its entirety with the uh, the kind of the original band. I think there's, I mean, there's like forty musicians on it as well, or something like that. You know, like Nigel Kennedy's on there. Oh, really? Yeah. There's all know. there's all these, there's all these like guys. When you look at like the uh, the musicians that were on there and all the instruments they use, you know, there's like uh, contrabass and and all these mad kind of uh, parts of like the string section, wind section. You know, Mark Feltham, who's an amazing uh, harmonica player, yeah. played in like Nine Below Zero. He's playing all this kind of like guttural. I mean, at times you don't know what the instruments are, and uh, that's usually my go-to bottle of red wine. Sit in the dark album, <laughs> you know. But um, I mean, I don't, I'm not familiar with the album. I'll be honest. I talked yeah. to it weren't really a thing when I was sort of growing up. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't until sort of years later. I was like, yeah. oh, I was a band called Talk Talk. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm not that familiar. But yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of um, the way you've spoken about it makes me yeah. want to go and listen to it. A lot of musicians now, like like bands like uh, Elbow Doves. Uh, Graham Cox now, Blur, um, the the Matt Johnson. There's there's like a there's like a a book called The Spirit of Talk Talk, and uh, all of these musicians have like contributed to saying what on a ama- you got people like DJ Shadow. Okay. Do you know what I mean? And like yeah. so so you know there's, there's all these people who contributed to this book saying just like how amazing and especially the the Spirit of Eden was where they turned from being like a, a pop band into this. Uh, Post rock alternative, yeah. So all you guys from you know your Mogwais and all these kind of people use it as like a touchstone, as the album that almost changed. So that's 1989, mm. you know. So this is pre. It's kind of probably the time where bands like the Pixies were coming through, yeah. But it's not a noisy, you know. The 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 album has noise and it has a lot of that kind of. Uh, the drums are very kind of motoric, very sort of uh, cam, mm. you know. So it's got a lot of that. So. It's just the most amazing album of all time. And it's quite it's a favorite quite album. a short album, did you say? Six songs, so it's six songs. I think it's it might be 30, 38, 40 Brilliant. minutes. Perfect. Yeah. Because one of my favorite albums is Revolver. Yeah. Which is yeah. just what just thirty minutes, yeah. I think. Perfect. With one of the most amazing tracks on at the end. Exactly. I don't. I don't need fourteen, fifteen, sixteen songs on an album. Yeah. Just don't need it. No. Upwards of an hour of. Oh, don't yeah. Need don't it. outstay your welcome, Pete. Yeah. <laughs> A few people said that to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, fortunately, we are getting to the exciting part of the yeah. uh, of the day. Um, the sun is about to go down. The party is about to really begin. Your headline is getting ready, but first, someone to get everyone warmed up. Who's playing as the sun goes down? You know the day destroys the night. Night divides the day. Amazing. The doors. It's got to be. Jim Morrison. That's a fantastic answer. Yeah. As the sun's going down. As the well. sun's going down. Break oh, on brilliant. through to the other side. I suppose. I don't. We don't need to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to talk about it. That's just the perfect answer. Nailed it. Yeah. 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 It's it's another one of those that I wonder what it would have been like if he'd have yeah. carried on. Twenty twenty seven years old. Yeah. Part of I mean, the twenty seven I mean, club, wasn't he? I mean, the guy was like a. Uh, 
a natural force, wasn't he? Mm. You hear that voice now, and you listen to the early Doors stuff, so um, the, the first album, The Doors, and you hear things on there, you know, like uh, Soul Kitchen and The End and, uh, you know, Light My Fire and stuff like that. That isn't the voice of, like, a 22-year-old man. No. Do you know what I mean? No. That's somebody that's lived many lives and has come back. He's been drinking turpentine the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's another, like, what we were saying, like, like, a, like a Tom Waits type. Yeah. You know, like... But I think um, Jim Morrison was very, uh, you know, apocalyptic. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he influenced a lot of kind of kind of rock singers in, in that respect. Yes. You know, a lot of my choices are, uh, uh, well, they're, they're, they're all my choices, but Morrison for me was obviously, uh, he, he was kind of that bridge between almost kind of pop and rock. Yes. And then you see... Bands that would have come later, and even with I think with uh, sort of like with Robert Plant with Zeppelin, and then you get bands like the Cult, and mm. you know there's that real kind of uh, Jim Morrison DNA running through those bands, that kind of guttural blues. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's it's got to be the Doors, and for me, it could be like a greatest hit set by the Doors. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, they've got to do they got to do L.A. Woman. Does he get naked? Uh, yeah, and he, and he and, uh, I am the Lizard King. I can do anything. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he flaunts it, doesn't he? Yeah, get get Big Jim out, <laughs> or Little Jim, as the case may be. Yeah, he's, he's, he was Mini quite Jim. arrogant. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. So, Jim <laughs> Jim Morrison's Willie has warmed everyone up. <laughs> it's time for the headliner. Oh, mate, who is closing? The Dream Festival for you, Mr. Michael Clapham. King of Soul, Otis Redding. Ah, amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I love Otis. Yeah. He's one of my favourites ever. Yeah. yeah. My, my, I, I think for me, there's, there's many, again, we've, 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 we've had, you know, we've had, we've had Jeff Buckley there. We've had obviously Nina Simone. We've had the Beatles. We've had Marley. We've had, we've had all these kind of icons, but, Otis Redding all day long. I mean, Marvin Gaye, Al Green, oh, just yeah. Just if, I, if I'm honest, I think oh, it's so hard. It's between Marvin and Otis for yeah. me. Yeah, M- Marvin's got. I don't know. They've both got something extra, but it's a different yeah, kind yeah, of extra. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, what what's going on? Uh, and uh, Inner City Blues. That the the whole what's going on album for me is, is yeah. one of my favorite albums Same. to this day. Yeah. Um, you know, he was doing stuff on that album that, that, that Prince does 20 years later on Sign of the Times. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like, again, you've got that lineage. But Otis, man Otis. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just just, just just the whole thing. And again, you know, so so young to be sort of taken away from us. But you just look at those albums. And obviously he was massively influenced by, you know, Sam Cooke. And, you know, change is going to come and... You know, and and unfortunately, when he passed away at that time, he was really getting into just the Beatles. Yeah, sitting on the dock of the bay, he wanted yep. to be the Beatles, mm. and like like the record company was saying, no, we don't want to release this. But he knew in his heart, you know. Again, what what would Otis be singing? Has he got into sort of the seventies and eighties? Do you think he'd go electro and I think he might disco-y. Have gone, I think he might have gone a bit Bill Withers. Do you know what I mean? Bill Withers went a bit disco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eventually. I think uh, I think I think Otis would have just been one of those guys that would have. Otis Redding would have done a Johnny Cash. That's what he would do you have think. Done. Yeah, I think he'd have been working with Rick Rubin. 
I think you're probably right, actually. Doing like covering nine inch nails and stuff. Down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Imagine Otis Imagine doing hurt. Wow. Um, this might be an obvious question, but is is he got Stax band backing him? Oh, of this? course, yeah. Steve yeah. Cropper. Cropper. Donald, Donald Duck. Duck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Donald Duck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's 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 it's, it's Booker that T. Band. Booker T. Yeah, yeah stick Booker yeah. T in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam and Dave on backing vocals. Yeah, the brass. Just, just have a whole stacks stacks review. You yeah. could, I suppose. Yeah, amazing. Like, yeah, it's 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 got to be Otis. I mean, he's he's kind of uh, at home. He's 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 on he's he's on the vinyl player. You know, every every week. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 got to be, you know, it's an, an incredible. I think. Um, I was listening to something with Brian Ferry, and obviously, one of one of his kidlings is called Otis. Oh, is that right? And, I didn't and, know that. And Brian Ferry went to see uh, Otis. I think it was like nineteen sixty-seven or something mm. like that. And just like that's why he wanted to be a singer. Yeah, you know, and it's um, we can all fail miserably trying to be Otis Redding. Mm. You know, but um, I've tried. I've failed. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely tried it and failed it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Otis Redding, brilliant. Yeah, I think that's a pretty. You know, for me, that would be. Uh, come on, everybody, come up, come along to my dream festival. Um, let's just kind of like. I think everyone's gonna have a good time. Engorge you've got, ourselves with these. You've got a bit of everything in there. Yeah, bit of everything. Yeah. So the the lights are going down on the stage. Oh. Someone mentioned someone's yeah. someone's a little whisper in your ear, Mike, and said, uh, "There's a little campsite just up the hill. Do you fancy uh, coming for a little jam session?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go all right then. I'm not going home really? till t- I'm, not, I'm not going home till tomorrow. I've got my guitar and my half bottle of Malbec, and your half bottle of Malbec left yeah, over. Yeah. Yes, not very important. We mustn't forget that. And and and, uh, and I've got um, I've got I've got balls. I'm going to go and do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> You've still got the image of Big Jim yeah, in yeah. your head and you think, yeah, I, if he can do it, I can do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get up to this campfire, there's, there's a, a group of about 15, 20 people. But someone totally unexpected has joined the session and they want you to jam with them. Who are you going to jam with, Mike? Well, when you said they're totally unexpected, but this is kind of the this is the king of the campfires. So it would be Mr. Joe Strummer. Ah! Of course. That was my guess. Yeah, that was my guess. Yeah, I, I, I think we'd been. I think I think we'd been building to that, hadn't we? Possibly, yeah. Um, there'd be a load of people, you know, round round the campfire. You know, you, you'd have you'd have your posse there. Yeah, but it'd be. I I just want to spend some time with that man. Yeah, you know, because I, I I never met Joe, but I know people who've worked for him and uh, people who've had like you know, like relationships with him and stuff like that. And and they've always kind of said what a what a genuine guy he was. Yeah. Uh uh the 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 bass player uh, was in Gorsty Lee, uh met him once when he played at the uh Hummingbird as part of this uh Latino Rockabilly war. Yeah. That, that was his band that he, that's what he called them. And literally he walked in on the street with his telecaster through everybody you know, and just like said hello to everybody. Yeah. This is, you know, he never had his guitar in a guitar case because it was the whole Bo Diddley thing. Nice. Yeah, you know, like just, 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 just walk around and uh, yeah, been a been a a massive kind of uh, hero of mine since 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 I was a, a young lad. Really, yeah. I'd always he fam- famously he he did that at Glastonbury, didn't he? He yeah. used to go 
up to the campfires and yeah. he started sit yeah, around with Joe Strummer. He started this kind of community. That's right, yeah. Of, uh, of building campfires and just getting people to come and, and it was a lefty talk. love fest. Let's be yeah, honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the bloody do-gooders. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sitting yeah. around fixing the world's problems. Hey, let's <laughs> let's 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 do as much good as we can. Exactly. Do you know, you know when mean? when did doing good become a bad thing? <laughs> That's true. I don't know. So you and Joe Strummer strumming away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throughout the night. Yeah. And you will pass out in a nice big circle. Yeah. And then you wake up in the morning and he's gone. <laughs> like Willow the Wisp. <laughs> like. Uh, well it, well, it it was a dream. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But was it? Yeah. <laughs> well, Michael, look, you've been an absolutely fantastic curator. Oh, thanks, Pete. I think everyone is going to have an absolutely lovely time at your festival. Um, so if you'd like to hop into your hot air balloon. I think it's submarine on the way back. Submarine on the way back. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be sitting in the dock of the bay. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Brilliant, mate. Have a good one, Mike. Thank you, buddy. Cheers. Cheers. Bye-bye. Well, there we have it. That was Mr. Michael Clapham in all his glory. And what a lineup he produced. We had some Jim Morrison and the Doors. We had Otis Redding with a, a full stacks review. Uh, we had Bob Marley and the Whalers. Uh, I think I would like to go to that festival. I'm sure you'll agree. Uh, but if you want to listen to any of Michael's music, uh, you can with the Gorsi Lee Street Choir. Go to 500broadcast.bandcamp.com. That's 500, the numerical 500 broadcast.bandcamp.com uh, of course I'll pop the link in the description just for ease uh, my additional thanks go to the Birmingham Podcast Studios go to birminghampodcaststudios.com for more information on podcasting maybe you're thinking of uh, doing your own and they can help you out with that uh, thank you to Jane Powell for the music uh, janepowell.bandcamp.com for her latest stuff uh, thank you to all of you for listening so please hit the likes and the subscribes and all the things you do with podcasts to make more people listen to them uh, five star ratings I think you can do that sort of thing uh, I'm not going to beg for it but it'd be really nice if you did um, and so we can keep making them and uh, tell your friends as well and you're probably thinking about your own dream fest lineup as well so uh, yeah get in touch with me uh, you can get me at Brum Radio Pete as well on Twitter uh, you can tweet me about that I might set up a, a Twitter account for this uh, podcast we'll see how it goes uh, so I'll be back uh, next time for another dream fest podcast uh, I can't announce my guest just yet uh, just because we haven't recorded it uh, and I don't want to give you any false promises um, not that I'm saying that person's unreliable or anything like that uh, just don't want to make a scene uh but i've got some lined up and they're going to be good ones so please stick around for that keep your ear to the ground and uh and all that sort of stuff uh so that leaves me just enough time to say please remember that if you book them they will come bye Thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast app.